How we doing, family? It is your boy, Jonah Lambright, one of the most authentic preachers you have ever heard. And this is my podcast, Church from the Other Side. Welcome. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the divine specification. Man is made in the image of God. There is no truth about human beings that is greater than this. God's image, his nature, his character is on the inside of every living person. We are the image of God. And when you say you do not believe in God, whether you realize it or not, you are really denying your true identity. Because man is more than flesh and blood. Man is more than what we can observe with our five senses. Your body is just a shell that your soul wears to interact with this world. The thing is, there actually are three parts of a man. Every man has a soul, every man has a spirit, and and every man has a body. Your soul, the inner, the unseen, is the real you. It's the real you because it's the part of you that will live after you die. It has a consciousness that is independent of your body. And there has been verified situations of people having conscious experience after they died. Like this one person had died and they were able to hear a conversation their doctors were having in the next room. They were also able to like see a shoe on the roof of the hospital. So when that person came back to life, they actually had all those memories of their soul consciousness. People had no choice but to believe that person because they were able to say what the doctors were saying in the next room. And someone was able to confirm that she was on a roof and there was no way they could have known that. And there are many stories about consciousness after death, which proves that man has a soul. Then you have the spirit part of us that connects with the spiritual world around us. And it wants the spiritual things, it wants the eternal things, it wants the things of God. You know, the spirit wants your wants you to be emotionally healthy and stuff. That's the work of the spirit. It wants you to be right with God and at peace. Then, then we have the flesh. The flesh is everything we can observe with our five senses. It isn't good or bad. It's basically like a child that wants what it wants and doesn't consider the consequences of that desire. My flesh wants to eat. doesn't matter if it's a vegetable or a donut, so long as it is fed. My flesh wants to sleep in regardless of if I need to go to work or not. That's just how my flesh works. It wants things for reasons I will never understand. You know, an animal would be a good example of humans working in the flesh. They just do things out of instinct and out of survival. There's no real thought behind it. For this reason, it's important to discipline your flesh so that its desires do not overtake you. And that's actually a pretty common thing, whether we realize it or not. Like how often our desires overtake us. Like I had this one friend who was a good kid. Like everybody would say he was one of the nicest people they knew. But as nice as my friend was, he also had anger in him. And people would tell him he would need to control his anger because it was bad. Like when he got mad, he went berserk. And you know what I mean? It had been a long time since I like interacted with him. Like he moved some time ago, but we were still Facebook friends. So this one day I'm online and I see that he's been arrested. 
he was being arrested for manslaughter. And the thing about it was he wasn't like a gang member or someone who had nothing to lose. He actually was doing positive things in his life. But that anger got control of him and he lost everything he worked hard for, basically in an argument. Like he ended up running over a guy. And that's kind of what the flesh can, that's what can happen if we do not control our flesh. Like we can kind of lose control of, you know, that, that will. So mankind is kind of stuck in between these two selves, the flesh and the spirit. These are the two natures working for dominance inside of us. In most cases, the flesh will win because we don't discipline it like we should. Like my friend who could not control his anger. He was so focused on his goals that he didn't take the time to sort out his anger. And look at what happened to him. He's actually now like serving time in prison. You know, and anger may not be your problem, but we all have issues. Like it could be lust. It could be pride. It could be envy. You can't just ignore these things. You must get a, get a hold of these things before they get a hold of you. That is, that's what it says in the Bible. It says that God told Cain that sin was crouching on his door. And if he didn't master it, it would master him. But it's really no wonder why our flesh always wins because our society kind of caters to the flesh. Anything you want, we have in abundance and instantly. You know, people are dying because of obesity. People are going into debt, buying things they don't need. You know, why do we do things that harm us? The issue is we do not have control over our flesh. And for the most part, you know, I mean, we fall short of that image of God. You know, humanity is no longer in the boundaries of its original specification. You know, I mean, we like to pretend everything is under control and keep a positive outlook. But there's something wrong with the way we act sometimes. You know, there's something wrong when people feel the need to shoot up a school for no good reason. Like there wasn't any bad blood or anything, just no good reason. You know, something wrong when people are always getting divorced. You know what I mean? The family's being broken up. That's a problem. There's something wrong where people have everything they need and all the essential things they need in life, and they still have depression and anxiety. All of these signs of unrest are around us. The real issue is spiritual. Because man's primal nature is good. Like, remember, we are made in the image of God. And God is perfect. And we have inherited good from him. But because of certain negative behaviors that are learned and cultivated, before we realize we are no longer living within the divine specification. Imagine how your life would be different if you didn't have any insecurities. Imagine if you didn't have any fear. Imagine if people didn't easily offend you. Imagine if you believed in yourself the way you believe in other people. Imagine if you knew you were loved and felt it. Imagine if you didn't feel guilty. You know, that's the way we're supposed to be before sin entered the world. God's plan was for us to be whole. God's plan was for us to be perfect. There's actually a you that you don't know exists, a perfect you. You know, if you were to die and go to heaven, you would be perfect. But the difference is here on earth, your flesh stands in the way of that person emerging. God realized we would have a hard time trying to put ourselves back together after sin entered the world. Let's have an example. Let's just say I have a fine china plate. I drop it and it breaks into pieces. 
With super glue, I may be able to put it back together. But if that plate drops again and again, there comes a point where it would be impossible for glue to restore it back to what it once was. The broken plate is like our spirit, broken by the world. And the glue is us trying to put things back together with our own self-effort. You know, even if we tried to have it all together, the crack would still be evident. But God offers us full restoration. You know, he's not offering us glue to put it back together. He's giving us a new spirit to empower us by the spirit. So what was now, so what was impossible before is now possible because God's spirit is in us. That's why Jesus says with man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. See, our spirit's job is to get you back into your specific function. You know, that's where a longing for wholeness comes from. You know, eventually a person will realize on some level that chasing things is meaningless. And we will start to look for the deeper things, the eternal things. You know, and that's what your spirit does. It seeks after the things of God. Every person has a desire of God in the spiritual things. You know, we're drawn to it like a piece of metal was drawn to a magnet. Some people will try to say the spiritual things is, are trivial, like seeking those things, when really all the spiritual is is a desire to be whole. We don't realize that our search for God is deeper than religious convictions. It's our spirit at work. Our spirit seeks after spirit. You know, too often our society doesn't give us spiritual things. It's like ordering a cheeseburger at a restaurant taking a bite out of it and discovering that the burger was really made out of, out of paper. Our spirit is a compass that points us towards God. See, this is why you cannot deny God, because God designed us to be dependent on him, to need him, to never be satisfied fully without him. You know, we try to find happiness outside of God, but it's like we never fully find that wholeness. See, Instinctively, we all know that there is a God because of our spirit that resonates with us. And that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening to Church from the Other Side. God bless.